If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Welcome to Springboard, a virtual university. My name is Albert Okran. Welcoming you on behalf of Team Springboard, ably led by Comfort. This is your most inspirational show and the point where the greatest minds in the world converge. Your virtual university is brought to you by the Springboard Roadshow Foundation and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, the enterprise group UMB Bank, with media support from our partners at the Multimedia Group and, of course, the Graphic communications group so here we are in season two of your favorite engine room where we unpack the behind the scenes stories of achievers in various fields be it the media education entertainment arts corporate life ministry and everything in between and you love 
the people we bring and the stories they tell and what they tell us that we don't know already. Today, it's my joy to present somebody that I've admired for a while. He's been here before with his colleagues on the virtual university, one of the longest serving journalists in the multimedia group. What is special about him is the man who has made his documentaries a springboard for societal transformation and want to unpack that part of him. My guest, Seth Kwame Boating. Seth, good to see you. Good to be here, bro. It's an honor. <laughs> it's a blessing to, to, to unpack your story because we've been tracking you at Spring, but we, we speak about this always. Yes. I mean, we've been, we've been watching the unfolding of your story and it's something we are very proud of here at Springboard. Congrats Thank for you. several awards, too many to count. To God be the glory. Thank you. Yes, we'll see if you can mention a few of them because since you came on the show, you won many more awards than, than, than the way before you came. But one of our big interests here on Springboard is the fact that you don't just do documentaries, but you've use your documentaries as a tool for societal transformation, building of big units in hospitals that are saving many lives, building of facilities, transformation of the prison system. We'll, we'll talk about some of them, but what inspired you to go into documentaries? Thank you, Rev. Um, I was in Kumasi with Samsaladi, Ayeneni, years ago. Then Samson was the BBC correspondent um, for the Ashanti region, covering the northern sector of Ghana. So when he's hosting the news for yes. nobody knows this. You started from there. Yes. Okay. So I remember I used to follow Samson when he's going out to do recordings for BBC. So one day there was a story he needed to do. Then I said, I will go with you. I just looked at him and how he was telling the story on the streets of Amakum. So I said, ah, something is doing this. It means if I get opportunity, I can, I can equally do it, and I will learn from him. Fast forward, I got the chance to go to UCC. One day, I was by the sea learning. That was where I usually went and study. Then I saw the fishermen pulling their net, and they were singing. I was so much impressed. I was like, hey, what's up now? That was my first time. So quickly, I called Samson Ladi, Samson. They are singing, they are pulling the net. I'm beginning to think of something. I think I can put a story together. He said, yes. And I said, the song alone is telling me something. He said, yes, do it. So quickly, I went back to my hall, back hall, brought my recorder, and I recorded them. And I did some interviews about the, the inspiration behind the, the, the song, what they were doing. You know the funny name for that thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> they, call it I mean, they, have, they have some very interesting front Yes. Things. And I, I've always been fascinated yes. by the fact that you are catching fish in the sea and yet you stand on the shore. Yes. So, so what did you find out? So they told me it, the, uh, it, it's like they, they were getting the energy from that. Right. As the they chanting. say, the, the chanting and all those things. So I did a fantastic, I wrote something and I sent to Samson in Kumasi a script. I said, Samson, I've been able to put this together. Can you go through it for me? He said, yes. He went through it and said, voice it. Then I voiced, I edited, and I sent back to him, and he played. I was so excited. He played it on air? Yes, he played it on air. Wow. <laughs> I was so excited. Then when I got the opportunity, after UCC, that, that was 2007, 
I came back to, I didn't go to Labatham again, I came back to Joy. Then the first assignment, I was sent to cover. I was sent to go to that, then Waju, now Dosu, to get data to do something. I went there and something unusual had happened. A man had come there to report the wife, that the wife beats him all the time. He came crying. I said, okay, it's unusual to, to see a man or find a man crying in an open space like this. So I asked the head of those, what are you there? That, can I recall this man? Can I speak to him? He said yes. In the interview, he was still crying. Were you married then? No, I wasn't married. So it was like shocking to me. Yes. So I said, ah, for a man to cry in the open and allow me to record all those things, what God has blessed me with is how to play with sounds. How to play with mm. sounds. Mm. That's a gift God has given me. So when I recorded that, the cry, I got something, an idea. Can I put this in a feature form? Get data to support and everything. So I did that story. Then when it went on air, Matilda Santi came to me and said, Sir, I can see you have strength in features and documentaries. That was my first time. And she told me, I can see you have strength in documentaries and features. So I want you to concentrate on just, just like that. Just so, concentrate on the two, documentaries so, and features. So <laughs> it's interesting how a, 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 what you may call a random visit yes. on an assignment yes. becomes a turning point yes. in your life. And, and you, mentioned, you mentioned Matilda, and she's somebody who many credit for yeah. her, her amazing input in their careers. Yeah. So she spotted that documentary. Exactly. Said, this is it. This this your strength. The combination of Samson and Matilda, Matilda. bet this strength. Exactly. Tell me some of the the amazing documentaries you've done and the impact and what it does for you as a person. Because very often we see the impact on the beneficiaries, but tell us about some of the documentaries you've done and how they impacted you as a person. Do you, do you cry like the man who who, who cried? Do you sometimes cry when you're? Tell me how it feels. Okay, like Rev. So I'm coming to shock you. And I think it's going to be the first time um, opening up. You know, after my last documentary, Crashed Young, I went into serious depression, serious depression, and generalized anxiety disorder. So for like four months, I was home. I couldn't work. Hold it. You're seeing that they crashed the, the documentary that yes. you, you did, yes. the last big one. The, yes. The title was Crashed, crashed Young. Young. I remember, I remember the morning show talking about that. Yes. And the, what was that about? It was about um, um, road traffic crashes. In, this time, I focused on children. Right. Then I featured children who had suffered amputation, children who had died. I went to the morgue to see some of the bodies, to get data, speak to doctors. Then the narration alone, that alone. And so I remember. When we were set to premiere, we were supposed to do that on Monday, the Sunday, I nearly killed myself. You know, you know this is like, this is coming home to me in a way that you will never understand. Yes. Maybe you would, but somebody listening will never understand. Yes. Do you remember the story of the, the photojournalist that captured the young child that was being preyed on by the vulture. Yes. 
And this was a picture of a vulture looking at a mal malnourished child yes. about to die. die. And the vulture literally saying that, I'll give myself a few minutes, you will die, mm. and I will pray. It's a very brutal, yeah. and the journalist that shot that yeah. picture, even though he told a graphic story about the war and the effects on human beings, after that supposedly award-winning picture, took his own life. Yes. And you're saying that the documentary the Crash Young yes. had such a brutal impact on exactly. you that you considered yes. taking your own life? Because, because I could not understand why children, or as young as they were, were going through such pain. That one boy I interviewed, he was 13. In fact, he, he was the inspiration behind that documentary. I was on my way to the northern region. I got to Ashanti region. And Rev, I thank God for the ability to hear. God speaks to me and I hear. I got on my, own, on my way to Tamale. I got to Kumasi. Then I could clearly hear, call Confnoche now. Ask that you need somebody who has suffered amputation to interview. It was on a Saturday. Are you a very spiritual person? Oh, I am. I am. <laughs> I am where I am. driving to Tamale. Yes. And you get it. You hear a voice yes. saying, call confirmation. Yes. And you call. And I called. That you need somebody who has suffered amputation to talk to. And I called. It was Saturday, but they, but they arranged for me to go to that ward. And here was this 13-year-old boy, Moses. Um, he has suffered amputation from the thigh. And he was in so much pain. So... They said, you can speak to this boy. So I, I went to him, I asked, how are you doing? He said, I'm fine. Why are you here? He said, I was buying food. And when I turned, the car just hit me. Wow. And got my leg amputated. And I, I looked at him and I said, you look very sad. He said, yes, I'm sad. Because I play drums at church. Oh. With one leg, who'll be playing the drums? Can I, I'm here and I'm thinking of who'll be playing the drums tomorrow. At church. At church. On a Saturday. On Saturday, yes. Instead of thinking about his education and his future, yes. he's thinking about Sunday exactly. service and the premium of the drugs. Then he asked another question. Um, he says, I lead the school, I lead school parade, six March. Oh. And he used this word, I threw the stick. Oh. But with one leg, how am I going to do that? It means my school will suffer. Then the third um, question, do you think I can still be a pilot with one leg? Oh. I broke down. Even as you tell it, I feel it. I broke down. I cried. I cried. But I told him, you know what? Because of you, your family's life will change. The life of your entire family will change. I told him that. I remember when I left, we got to Tamale. I placed a call and I asked of how I want to speak to the mother or the father. And they told me the father is dead. The mother, a single mother taking care of five children. So on my way back, I stopped and I interviewed the mother. And that was that was the the last straw. What to eat was a problem. The the, the boy had been on admission for like three months and money for for 
what their bills, whatever, they had not been able to gather even one CD. The woman, when the accident happened, had just 40 CDs because when the children closed from school, they would join her on the farm and, and gather as a firewood to come and sell. So on that day, she had gone to sell the firewood and she had raised 40 CDs. When the accident happened and they called her, and it was such a, a traumatic situation, and they said, you have to join your son to come for Noche. So she left 20 CDs behind for the four children to buy food, and she used the other 20 and joined the son. When I went there, the woman had been there for three months and had not been able to go home because she doesn't have money to go back and look after the four. Three months? Yes. So she was sleeping outside the hospital. And how was she eating? That's, so she told me that uh, when she goes to the ward and she meets people, she will render whatever service that you need, she will come in and help. So at a point, she was scrubbing the public washroom at Confonoche so that when she has to use the place, they will not charge her. Rev, I came back, I called Kosichum, and I cried like a baby. I said, something must be done. Then on Tuesday, Wednesday, I was, I was at work. I was just calling people. How can you help? Can you help me do this? Then I was just passing by Masempa um, FM studio, and they were talking about road accident. I just entered. And I said, when we talk, of, uh, we talk about road accident, people do not get it. Let me just paint this picture. Story. Then I gave a gist. Rev, in less than 20 minutes, I had raised almost 30,000. In less than 20 minutes, they had not seen the pictures, nothing, just telling the story. Within 24 hours, I was back in Kumasi to pay medical bill of 35,000 for the boy. And I gave the mother pocket money of 5,000. Remember, I told the boy that their life would change. Mm. So I told the woman, God has come to your rescue. So that's it. It will be done. He'll be fine. All the bills, he will take care of the bills. And I, be, I believe in positive confession. I don't joke with words. Words are powerful. And I am who I am today because of words. So when you're talking to me and you say anything, I will not accept anything negative. Or whatever positive thing you will say, I will scream and, and receive in Jesus' name. Amen. So I told the woman that your life is changing from today. So I came back to the office and people were still sending money. People were still sending money. But I realized we had raised about 70000 cities. So I told my bosses, why don't we use this to build a house for, for the boy? Rev, then something, something interesting happened. <laughs> the moment I said, let's build for the boy, we started getting calls. Oh, I'll give blocks, I'll give cement, I'll do it. I said, wow. So I told them, let's go back to the village where the accident happened and go and see the chief and see if the chief will give us a pass of land. So I called, I managed to get his telephone number, I called him. We want to come and have a discussion with you. He said, come. So we went to come and say, said, something has happened to a boy, your grandchild here, and we want to help. What do you want to do? And I said, we want to build a house for the boy. 
He asked, are you the one who knocked him? I said, no. <laughs> so, 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 so why are you here? Yeah, so why are you here? And I said, I don't know him, but, but I, I think it is their time. And we need to help them. The man said, just bring his picture, land, we'll, we'll get you land. So they got us land, and people started sending cement and all those things. We were there one day when this man showed up, JL Properties, um, Dr. Olin's Lindsay. He was coming for an interview on Asempa. He came to meet me. Then Alotiju Cops was there. Alotiju said, oh, hey, this man has come. He's rich, he has to donate. And I said, OK. So I started narrating the boy's case. He didn't say a word. He said, OK, all right. As soon as he entered the studio, um, he said, before I talk, um, I've listened to Seth and the passion in his voice. And I want to say, I want to build the house for free. You're joking. Oh, we are like 80% complete. <laughs> so the young man, Moses, how old is he? 13. The 13 year old young man who went to buy food. Yeah, Gary and Beans. Charlie, you added the <laughs> <laughs> The guy went to buy Gary and Bean by the roadside, and in a split second, his life was changed. Yes. And he lost his right foot. Right, yes. Or his right leg from the tie downwards. And he asked you three questions. Three questions. How do I play the drums in church? How do I march and roll the stick? Yes. And the third one that broke you. Can I become a pilot with one leg? Yes. And your response is, God will do it. God will do it. And fast track, fast forward, how many <laughs> months after? So I... How many months after? After, no, like, no, in a week or so. So today, I mean, as we sit here today, how as, many months? Oh, so we, I think we premiered the documentary in August. So August. I did not so do the race, year, so I handed a house over to them. Less than a year yes. after. You are almost done with a house for Moses and his mother, who had to spend their time yes. cleaning washrooms yes. at the hospital just to raise enough money to eat. Not only that, we are also setting her up. We are, we, uh, um, we've built a container. We are stocking the container for her. When you say we, who is we? So our listeners those who contributed multimedia group the multimedia group yeah listeners those who contributed exactly and the contributors yes and we we are doing that let me ask you a silly question what's in this for you nothing but the the fact that somebody will be smiling will be thanking god is more than enough for me that, that's the reason why you're on the show today <laughs> <laughs> This is Springboard and Virtual University. If in case you just stumbled on the show and you are like me, enthralled, just listening with your eyes wide open, your head leaning forward, the voice you're hearing, the person you're seeing with the smoke is Seth Kwame Boateng of the Multimedia Group. Seth has become known for documentaries that transform lives. And anytime Seth airs a big documentary, it becomes a trigger point for massive societal response. And... The documentary seems to be the story, and the action beyond the documentary rather becomes a documentary. Many of you know him for 
the documentary that led to the building of the children's unit at the Konfuanochi Teaching Hospital, the project that was spearheaded by the First Lady with support from the multimedia group. How big was that project? Very big. Um, it was um, like a almost $3 million project. And then the, the, the name of that documentary? Next to Die. Next to Die. <laughs> And the focus was on was maternal on, care, the, yes. the, 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 the maternal health, in, maternal and child health. Right. How how mothers in labor had to queue to wait for their turn and deliver. How, as a result of congestion, babies were sharing court and incubator. Like you could find five babies in one incubator, which was against best which, practice. Exactly, and the the cross infection. Mm. So on a daily basis, every day they were losing at least four babies, four lives every day. Four lives every day. And we needed to get that changed. And God did it. You, you, you keep referencing the power of God at work. And the touching thing you're seeing about this is that the reward for you is the smile on people's faces. Yes. And the fact that they will see God did it. Yes. And came through. Yes. There seems to be a common thread to every one of the stories you do. Of course, the fisherman one is different. That one is an inspiration for their enjoyment. <laughs> the biggest ones you've done, I recall the one you did on the prison congestion one. I recall a collaboration with former former Chief Justice yes, Georgina, Georgina Wood. Wood. It led to some transformation. To reactivate the Justice for Our program, which is still ongoing. Um, now, the last time I checked, I think over a thousand um, prisoners had had their freedom. Those who had been unduly remanded for for months for years the last my child yes um and god has been so good <laughs> i meet some of the inmates and they're like oh because of you and i said i'm not because what did i do it's christ at work it's because of your obedience <laughs> to, to to christ at work yes to but christ at obedience work. Is yes. <laughs> I, i'll explore that a bit more the the i'll explore that a bit more when we come back from the break the what what does it do to you when you look at the beneficiaries of your work? But let me stay with the theme that we went through in passing that was for me very, very significant. You mentioned for the first time mm. that doing crushed young yeah. had an impact on you. Yeah. And you veered into the story, but let me come back to the impact because you said two things that I'm wrapping my mind around. <laughs> you said the weight of the details yeah. of what you had put together yeah. almost led to you taking your life yeah. the day before. Yeah. Why? I was I was driving. We were in Kumasi then preparing. Then suddenly I started crying. Suddenly. I started crying. I cried and I was driving. So I saw this truck parked by the roadside, and I could he clearly hear, you see life after what? Just kill yourself and be free. Look at the pain people are going through. Look at what you are going through, having to tell stories of, how, like seeking help for people all the time. You know, it's not a fair world. Just finish it and go. And you know what happened? I think, and I should not say I think, God was there on time. Quickly, I could hear, call somebody now and talk to. So I started calling a therapist I knew. She wasn't answering. 
she was I called and called she wasn't answering and I called I called um, my sister who was in Kumasi the moment she answered I started crying I said I want to end it so what, what are you saying I say yeah look at look at what people are going through look at look at this <laughs> do you feel that we failed as a society I think so. I, I, I think we've not really placed premium on the things that matter. I think so. What, what matters? Do we really care for one another? I don't think so. I don't. I think we, we tend to, to uh, portray that we really care and that we put measures in place to protect the vulnerable. See, there was another young guy in this documentary. And Rev, in this case, he lost both legs. So he he has to walk with the with the hands. Okay, and let himself up. The rest, the forgive me, but the piece left. Lift that up and be walking with a head down floor walking so i thought of this guy say this guy had gone to school and he was only six years then his teacher said you owe printing and uh, exams fee so go home and collect three cities six year old boy sent home alone he was crossing a major road then oh no oh no both legs gone, gone. We've, we've got somebody, um, the MP for Ajusso, the PT Finance Minister, he's paid for uh, prosthesis for the two, the two boys, Moses and this guy. He has paid in full. That's another John Kuma. John Kuma. Okay. And it's, it's all like for the next 15 years, they wouldn't have to buy. He's paid in full for the next 15 years. Good. Good, good day to you, Honorable John. May, may the Lord bless you for, yes. for this investment. You know, we love to celebrate people who yes. do good things. And I, I'm thinking of Mr. Orleans, Lindsay, yes. Orleans, Lindsay yes. who says, I'll build a house I'll build free house. for Moses. Yes. I'm thinking of your listeners who, yes. and viewers who come to the party. I'm thinking of Honorable John Kuma, yes. Dr. John Kuma that yes. you're mentioning. What you do wouldn't be possible without all these yes. partners and stakeholders. Yes. And let me just celebrate, celebrate all those who respond when set calls on yeah. you because this story wouldn't be beautiful without your input and yeah. let me celebrate the first lady for building first the what's the name of, what's the name of the mother unit? and baby unit the mother and baby unit. I, 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 I thought the name was very interesting the mother and baby unit at the Confanachi teaching hospital and then proceeding to build another one in the Kolebu teaching Kolebu, hospital yes now both of which are functioning yes now now she's looking at building one in Cape Coast too when, when you go to this this these, these, these words, you don't celebrate you like, like well, a celebrity no, or something. I, I, I get and I don't want anybody to see me. I get and I don't, I don't want anybody to see me. When I come back <laughs> from this break, I'll, we'll find out the, the story behind this passion, the passion that will make somebody build a whole house for free, the story behind the passion, and probably why Seth's background is the driver behind his pursuits his passion and the pain that made him almost consider taking his own life. Please don't go away. It's going to get even better when we come back. Mm -hmm.
you can be anything, who will you become? When you can go anywhere and never feel alone, how far will you go? When you have the means to make your dreams real, when will you start? When your voice can reach every ear, who will you inspire? When your money can travel faster and further than you ever could, where will you send it? When you can tell a story in every language, which ones will you tell? When nothing can stop you, and everyone's behind you, and, and the, the whole, whole world, world awaits, awaits you. you. Don't go alone. Go with us. Everywhere, Everywhere you, you go. Hello. Customer. Hmm. Hey, Asamo. The entire customer service team is out for lunch. Please call back in four hours. What? Me na na be di akona mama me bad service ano. Me Ah, With Bounce from Enterprise D, you will love the customer service experience. KK. I am available for you 24/7 on the Enterprise Advantage app, the Enterprise website, and on WhatsApp number 055-400-1924. Hello. Babs. Chat with Babs from Enterprise, your contact for insurance, pensions, funeral and property solutions from the Enterprise Group. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. <laughs> Hello, UMB, Ghana's premier merchant bank with the greatest Ghanaian heritage in corporate banking in Ghana, is proud to offer you the best corporate banking solutions possible. We have been excelling in serving Ghana since 1972, and our sole interest is to make your business succeed. From treasury and forex trades to letters of credit, our team of corporate banking specialists are happy to sit with you to structure the solutions that will drive your business growth. Speak to our business bankers or visit any of our branches today. UMB Bank, you first. Welcome back to Springboard of Virtual University and to the engine room. Today, we are inside the proper engine room with Seth Kwamit Boatin. This program is brought to you by the Springboard Roadshow Foundation and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, the enterprise group UMB Bank, with support from our friends here, the Multimedia Group and the Graphic Communications Group. Seth has told the story a few times, but today is a special unpacking because he said things that I, I haven't heard on any platform, and we are delving into the origins, what inspires what he does, and what are some of the stories behind the story. And, and if you stay with me, I'm going to tell you the, the summary of what you've learned from Seth at the end, and I hope I'll do a good job on that, because there's so much to tell. But Seth, uh, I, I used to love radio. I still do, but not as much as I used to do to before. And there's a song that says... Check out the real situation. Nations war against nations. Mm. And the next line says, where did it all begin? Mm. Let, let's, let's start from the beginnings. <laughs> you, you're, I mean, today you, you've won the Journalist of the Year Award. You've won, I, I was there when you won the, the MTN Heroes of Change yes. special celebration oh, you were award. There. Hey, yeah. I, was there, I was a judge of that show. <laughs> And I've seen you win 
several awards after awards. And when you, whenever you win, people say, this is well-deserved. I mean, there's no <laughs> doubt. You know, sometimes people can win awards. This one, the second we have won it, I mean, but this is people universally agree that you deserve it. But let's, let's trim back to where it began for the benefit of somebody trying to learn from you. Where did this all begin? From Kumas Love FM. I, I started as a receptionist from Love FM. I had just completed Kumasi Anglican Secondary School. I was listening to radio one day, then I heard a certain company was looking for a receptionist. So I didn't know it was Love FM, so I applied. And <laughs> how the criteria, how they were going to use to, um, to see and get the, the, the kind of um, receptions that they, they, they needed. So when I got a call, they told me to get there 12 on the dot. Apparently, that was a criteria. I got there 11. <laughs> wow. So punctuality was a first yes, criteria. I, I, don't, I don't joke with time. So I don't joke with time. If you tell me 12 by 11.30, I'm there waiting for you. So I go there and they say, oh, okay, for being the first to arrive here, you've qualified already. So you'll be interviewed. I said, okay. Well, I was interviewed, and I remember the then acting general manager, Dominic Gajipo, when I went for the interview, he, he asked, um, when do you want to go back to school? And I was honest. I told him I have no idea. I don't know when I'll go back to school because my father is dead. My mother, um, uh, a, a retired teacher, what to eat was even a problem. So I have no idea when I'm going back to school. He said, we don't want a situation whereby we, we will employ you and then you leave. I said, I can promise you I'll be here for the next five years. I told him that. Well, I said that, but that wasn't God's plan. So the university forms came, and I got three people to buy the forms for me free of charge. One was my SS teacher, who was like a mentor, my big sister. Then who was the third person? I think somebody from Multimedia from Kumasi bought me the last one. I applied, and I got the three admissions at the same time, the same day. So I came... Different, I, different institutions? UCC, Legon, KNUST. So how, how did you get to choose which one you went to? I think God led me. Uh, God wanted me to go to UCC. So I remember when UCC went there, my mom's friend worked there. So I told him I had applied. I wanted to go to UCC. Then he said, no, as for UCC, they, they are taking care of those who completed like five years ago. So if you completed last year, there's no chance that you, you get admission. I said, okay, me, Rev, miracles happen to those who believe. I believe in miracles. So miracles happen to me. So he said, eh, um, but you come and let's see. I went. You see, he didn't have the courage to tell my mom that he couldn't help. He wanted me to come all the way from Kumasi to Cape Coast to tell me in the face that he can't help. So I got to, I got to Cape Coast 5 a.m. for him to tell me. I, I met him at 8. He said, I'm sorry. I couldn't have told your mom I can't help you. The list is out. If you think I'm joking, just go and see. I'm sorry, but um, I think next year you can apply. Okay, so you can get out and go. I broke down. I said, what? Do you know, how, you, all the way to do you know how I managed to 
find money for uh, for, transport. for transport and come here. So I was I was so discouraged. On my way out, something told me to go to the notice board. And look at the list. I went there and I was number 24. So what was the point you give to somebody for help when your name was actually on the list? Number 24, and I remember so well. I they even give the number? Yes, 24. So the first one was tears of disappointment. Yes. Second one was tears of joy. Tears of joy. So I went back to him and I said, I'm number 24. He said, what? I think it's a mistake. I said, it's no mistake. <laughs> Miracles happen to those who believe. Miracles happen to those who believe. And I'm a product. I'm a product of grace. <laughs> Tell me about your educational journeys. What do you study at Kibas? I did um, economic sociology, um, UCC. Then I came to University of Ghana to read communication studies. So I had my first formal journalism training at Legon. So before this then, was economics and what? Economics and sociology. Right, which is exactly what I did when I was in school. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you the number of things that we have in common. Okay. When you mentioned that you, you, you had lost your father and your mother was a retired teacher, I said that was plus one. Okay. Then you say you did economics and sociology, yeah. I said that's another one too. Yes. So that was your first degree. That was my first degree. Then the second degree, um, School of Communication Studies. Wow. That was my first. So for all this, I had, mine had been on the job training. You know, I was already in the media. Um, uh, I was already practicing. I had not had any formal training until I went to um, University of Ghana to, uh, for my second degree. Then after that, I went to Kofi Annan for my second master's. Right, and that was in what? A conflict, peace, and security. What attracted you to do that? Uh, because I, I sat down now, I realized that we had pockets of conflict in, in parts of Ghana, and I needed to tell that story. But I'm the type I wouldn't want to just get up and go. I had to understand. So I, I had to appreciate the theories and the, and the practicals. <laughs> so that was why I went there. And Rev, one day, I will work somewhere. And me, I don't wait for opportunities to come before I prepare. I prepare and wait for opportunities. And that day, that day will come and, and you... You remind me. I hear that I told you that. Please put your record on this show. Seth, Seth, Seth is a very deliberate person. I'm learning that from him. Yes. Me. And he's telling me that a day will come when you will come back to Springboard yes. and say, I told you so. Yes. Because everything would have come together yes. to fulfill a particular purpose. Yes. Your second master's in, in conflict, peace, conflict and security. peace and security. I know you did a third one. I did. <laughs> in, in public health. <laughs> that public was the health. one that I remember so well. It was just in tandem with the a number of projects you had done documentaries exactly. in the area of health care exactly so what you went to do a third master's the third master's in, in uh, public health and that was after the mother and child yes. project yes no i had i had i had in the past produced a number of health related documentaries i had done the the, the mother and baby i had done rabies i had done Hey, Rebbe, to shock you, I've forgotten some of the, <laughs> some of the documentaries. That, that, that headmaster's was, was in UK, the UK, the University of Leeds. Okay. And my department, I was the first journalist to go there and read public health. It had never happened. Do you feel fulfilled and happy? 
I am happy, but I have more to do. So I'm not fulfilled yet. I have more to do. Um, Rev, I, I think I'm, I'm just starting. That's how I feel. I'm beginning life. It's interesting that you describe some huge accomplishments that somebody would think is the ultimate no, no, and you no, say no, no, you're no. a beginner. No, I'm not there. Let me, let me tease out one small thing before <laughs> I go on to a couple of themes that I would like to explore with you. One of the most touching impacts of your... You mentioned the, the justice for all, which, yes. which is very special yeah. because every person wrongfully detained or every person who gets a chance, a second chance, even if they were rightfully detained, yes. who gets a second chance to live their life again, will think of you and say thank you, even if they never see you. <laughs> even when they pray to God and say thank yeah. you to God, some of the blessing comes yeah. from you. One of the things that I, I remember was the, the iconic picture of the vice president and the cured leper. Yeah. Tell me about that one. I set out to do a documentary on leprosy. Um, and I got to... I got to Upper West. I was there then. I could clearly hear. <laughs> you have to find somebody li like an outcast. So wherever you have to go and whatever you have to do to find somebody, to get somebody, please go. So I started making calls, started making calls. Then I got, I got through to somebody and I said, I'm looking for somebody who has suffered leprosy and has been abandoned, the person said, let's go. So the person took me to a village somewhere, then to this woman's place. Then I saw her, she was under a mango tree. And that mad house where, should I, should I say house? Or that makeshift house that she, she slept in, I realized that should it rain now and there is a storm, it will collapse on her. And I went there, she had a cup by her, and in the course of our interview, she will pick it and say, no, no, it was mashed TZ to Zafi. I didn't know that you could mash TZ. Travel and see. Yes, so TZ, she ate the previous day and left some. She was alone with her granddaughter, 13-year-old girl. And she said, since morning, this is what she's been drinking because she has no money to buy food. Her children have all left her. In the course of the interview, I cried. And I couldn't wait for the interview to, to end so I could give her money. I was rushing to end the interview. I was rushing to end the interview. Then as soon as it ended, I went straight to my car and I paid money. She looked at money and she had not seen that, that kind, of money, that kind of money. And they were fresh notes. So organized, just get something for her. Then I told her, your life will change from today. That was what I told her. Then I came back, I put the, the documentary together. Then the day we aired, when we were airing, airing, then the vice president sent me text. Say, say, Your Excellency, then she asked, what can we do for this woman? 
And I'm sure went, went straight. And I said, can we build a house for her? He said, done. I said, thank you, sir. Then he said, can you find a contractor? And I said, your excellency, I am in Accra. She's in Upper West. So why don't you get through to the regional minister? He is there. So he said, fantastic. Tell the regional minister I'm calling him. So I called the regional minister. I said, prepare for a call from the vice president. So he called. And how things moved. We spoke on a Monday, Tuesday morning. Not that Monday, after we, we, I had that chat with him, he sent money to the regional minister to buy food, whatever the woman will need, and move to that village at dawn and go and see that woman. So at dawn, the minister moved, convoy, with trucks full of food and other things. I'm sure for the, for the villagers, mean, I mean, yes, like what is happening? I, I, Rafik Salam tells me when the, the, when the people saw the, the, the convoy, I think some <laughs> were beginning to be run away. Was where the woman was, and and now cars are coming to her, an outcast. So the man went with food, plenty, bags of rice, bags of maize, um, plenty, and it added is, money. It's almost like this the scripture about the <laughs> the, the lepers outside the walls of Samaria. Yes, exactly, exactly. And and then now they become the source of food for the whole community. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Then. The regional minister went and said, the vice president sent me here that she bring you all these items and add this money. And she says, he says, I should ask you where we could put up a house for you. The woman said, here. Right where the madhouse But is. don't touch my mango tree because I, I always have to sit here and remember where the interview was done. Wow. So that mango tree is still there. In six weeks, we completed our house. And when it was time for the vice president to hand over, the house. He called me. Said I have to go with you. I said, "Me, your excellency, go with me." He said, "Yes, I have to go with you." I said, "Your excellency, <laughs> you built the house." He said, "No, it's through you, so we have to go together." It was amazing. The day we got there, it was very fight. It had rained, and that was. It was also the campaign political season. So imagine all the ministers with him going to that village because of that woman. He didn't even know the vice president. Because there's no light there. <laughs> we went. <laughs> you know, when, I, when I thank people who, people who respond to, to what you do, I do it for a reason. Dr. Baumia, thank you very much for, on behalf of, what's the woman's name? Uh, Darupuga. I, I can't pronounce it. Yeah. But on behalf of the woman yeah. in the upper, upper west region upper west. that you built that house for, I saw the pictures on yeah. Facebook, yourself hugging. And, and, and you do it when you go to uh, visit Father your Campbell. friend, Father Campbell, yeah. and, and his cured lepers. But that particular one yeah. was very iconic, and God bless you for that. You know what, Seth, in all these conversations, something that you said is, is I'm struggling to let it go, the impact it, ha it has on you. So even though I've touched this team three times, I'm coming back to it. You said when you finished Crash Young for four months. Yeah. You uh, were... I was home. I was... I was you were suffering from depression, depression. And anxiety disorders. Yes. And I was on antidepressant for, for four months. I couldn't sleep at night. So I was seeing a, a psychiatrist and a, and a psychologist at the same time. He found me good doctors. 
you've been before kings, you've been before great people, and if the vice president can send you a text, then, then, then you, know, you know people in high places. But let me end this very, very touching, emotional, and, and very fulfilling conversation by asking for your message for the young people that we serve here at Springboard. Springboard has audiences that cut across various demographics, but our principal audience is young people, and our principal focus is creating an entrepreneurial orientation, a sense that you can do something for yourself, no matter what circumstances that you go through. What do you want to tell somebody listening who is constantly reminding themselves that they have nothing and they have no opportunity, and society is not being helpful to them? Using your story as the benchmark, what would you tell them? I mentioned that I started as a receptionist, but I knew that one day I'll get somewhere. I knew. It was the reason I wrote my speech. I told myself one day I was winning journalist of the year. So six years ahead of time, I wrote my speech. The speech six years? Yes. The speech I will read when I win the award, and I read it on that day. So every year, I amended and added names because I believed in this sort of God made it increase, showing appreciation every step of the way. So every year, I amended that speech and I added more names. So the day I read that speech, it was very long because I had more names added. You're serious? Yes. Six years? Six years, yes. Oh, Kojo Oponko, my minister, will tell you. Israelite will tell you. Samson will tell you. I will stand before them and I'll be reading. They'll, they'll, <laughs> some of them will be insulting me. You are crazy. Say so one day on day, I'll read this. I will read this. So I wrote it six years before I won that award. I was determined. I knew I would get somewhere, but I needed to go through process. Go through process. Don't rush. No, no, no. Me, I'm not envious of anybody. When my time is due, God will provide. So don't rush. If you're a young guy, what do you have? God has given you something. Zechariah 410. Do not despise small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Mm. You see? So I got a, I, God knew that I would be somebody one day, but I needed to start from the reception. And God rejoiced when I decided to accept that and start from there. And he blessed me. So what has said Kwame Bwati been saying in this past hour on Springboard, your virtual university, and inside the engine room as we've unpacked the story of Ghana's favorite documentary producer, writer, and storyteller. We've been talking about, number one, the love for documentaries. And Seth says it was inspired by watching Samson Ladi Ayenini perform as BBC yeah. correspondent for yes. the Northern Region based in Kumasi. And the story he did at Amakum, an interview yes. at Amakum. The other one, he says his first one was watching fishermen chant as they pulled that rope yes. near Valco Hall at UCC. Second is your gift from God yes. is how to play with sounds. sounds and use that gift one day mm -hmm. when you met a man crying at Wajuda, his wife, yes. for beating him. You are going to collect data. Yes. And when you produce that documentary, Matilda Asante said, you, documentaries and features are your focus. Yes. Stay there. Yes. The third one was the impact of your work on your life. Mm -hmm. That, for me, is the biggest point. Mm -hmm. You see, after Erin crashed young, you suffered depression and anxiety disorders yeah. and had to see both a psychiatrist and a psychologist yes. for four months, for four months yes. to help you recover from the brutal impact of your own and work. And be on an antidepressant. And you add that 
you add that the night or the day before the premiere of that work yes. you considered or almost took your life in yes. your mind and had to call for help. Yes. And your sister who you called, is she the same one that bought the forms for you? Barbara, yes. He's the, she's the one who bought the I wanted you to me. mention it. Barbara, yeah. Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> I can't say thank you to those who built houses and not thank your big sister. Barbara, you what? Yeah. You can call the I had to celebrate yes. it. I, I knew I had yes. to do it. The fourth point is about spirituality. You say you often hear the voice of God yes. directing you to specific yes. projects. And you see, the one that you can really recall was driving to Tamale. I didn't even ask what you were going to do, yes. but driving to Tamale <laughs> and then reaching Kumasi and feeling an urge to call Konfanochi and ask for somebody who has suffered an amputation. Yes. And that's how you met Moses. Yes. The fifth point that is very big for me is Moses' three questions. Yeah. So the son of a single mother, 13 year old, yes. who has lost one leg buying Gary and beans, yes. one whole leg from the tie down yes. was amputated, asks you three questions. How do I play drums in church? Yeah. How do I do the march at school and yes. roll the stick? Yes. And can I become a pilot with one leg? Yes. And that breaks you and you yeah. see something can be done. Yeah. The sixth is about positive orientation. You say you declared to the mother of Moses, like you've done several times yeah. in your projects, yeah. that the family's life will change. Will change. And at the time you said it, you had nothing, but yes. you, you made the declaration. <laughs> and once you did it and you said, let's build a house, resources began to yes. flow. And at the end of the day, thanks to all your supporters, the chief who gave the land, yeah. Dr. say who yeah. offered to build a house, and the listeners who threw the money exactly. in. The seventh one, is personal reward. What's in this for you is the joy of seeing people happy and the vulnerable thanking yeah. God that He came to you for them. Yeah. That, that, point, that point, I mean, you can't just feel that is your greatest joy. That, that's what makes me happy. It's a, and, and that, that brings me to that, that's why point number 11 is the biggest, but let me not jump. So, the, the eighth point mm. is a, a collective call for all of us. It's about societal failure yeah. and pain. You see, you break down anytime you contemplate the failings of society yeah. and you think we pay lip service, we don't yes. do enough exactly in helping the vulnerable. Yeah. And that for me is a big takeaway from, from, from this. And I promise you, Seth, that this point, Springboard will, will do something more about it. We've done Thank so you. much over the Thank past you. 15 years, but you've left us with a charge to keep Thank you. on point number eight. Point number nine is your, your own educational mm. journey. You say you've invested in yourself and in relevant education as you've gone on. So the first was your sociology at yeah. UCC, then your mass come at Ligon, yeah. then your conflict, peace, and security at Kofiana, yeah. and then finally your public health at Leeds University yes. in the UK. So you hold three master's degrees. Yes, sir. Will you do a doctorate? Yes, yes. I had an offer, but I needed to come down and deal with a few issues. So one day we'll call... Dr. Seth yeah. I'm sure you write the you, <laughs> 60. I mean, I know you, 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 you write somewhere and start chanting it. The 10th the, the point is about fulfillment. You say you feel happy, mm. but you're not yet fulfilled because you see yourself as a beginner. Yes. That's a very inspiring. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes 
only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Very big one. The eleventh point is another big one. You see what you do as a calling, mm. and very often when you hear something and you are inspired to do something, you don't rest until it's done. Exactly. The final point was a charge to the young people of this country, an entrepreneurial call to yeah. the young people of this country. You see, you wrote your award-winning speech mm. six years before you won the GGA award, yes. and you read it to your colleagues. Honorable Kujopon yes. Israeli, and Samson Ladi, yes. who, in, in, interestingly, was your <laughs> inspiration to yes. go to this. And it sounded funny at the time, yeah. but it came to pass. Yeah. And your closing scripture, Zechariah 410, mm. don't despise small mm. beginnings. Why? For the Lord rejoices the Lord to rejoices see the work begin. The Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Yes. Charlie, begin something. <laughs> begin something. I mean, if you've listened to this and you don't begin anything, then you might as well have slept. Yeah. Those are the thoughts of Seth Kwame Boatin, soon to be doctor. You heard it here. Amen. Dr. Seth Kwame Boatin. You so say anytime you hear something positive, you shout an amen. amen. So yes. It's an amen, amen to this one. Amen. Yes. Dr. Amen. Seth Kwame Boatin. Yeah. It shall come to pass. Miracles happen to those who believe. Oh, Seth, it's been an inspiring <laughs> time with you in the engine room. And we've learned so much and we've enjoyed so much. Which are the 12 is your favorite? <laughs> Do not despise from the beginning. You end with the twelfth one. Yeah. Because the Lord rejoices to see the to work see begin. the work begin. Said so if you are a beginner, then in ten years' time, we'll call you back <laughs> to come and talk about the story. <laughs> ten years from now, and I'm certain it will be a very beautiful grace would abound. Amen. This has been another beautiful edition of the engine room with Seth Kwame Watson, and I am I am confident you've been inspired, you've been challenged, you've been helped to hold on to your vision, sacrifice for it, and push and push until that vision becomes a story for the world to rejoice in. This has been Seth Kwame Watson in the engine room, and my name is Albert Okran. On behalf of NTN Pulse, the Enterprise Group, UMB Bank. The multimedia group where Seth resides as a one of the longest serving journalists, and of course the graphic communications group. And I tell you, in, on Tuesday, on page 18 in the graphic business, the full spread of everything Seth has said on this show, it will be there. But my name is Albert Okran, on behalf of Team Springboard, saying God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. <laughs>
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.